2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: And I am coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Thank you to our super producer and host, Ryan Hickey, holding it down for us in New York City. If you guess go win some money you're at work, make that money. Take that money. If you're on the road, drive safe. If you're at home, good for you. Enjoy it. Anyway, I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next three hours. It's a four-hour show. I get started every single weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We've already had a full show. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in at the start of it. As we already had a great conversation, Dieter Kurtenbach joined us, KNBR host, uh, Bay Area news group, columnist, knows everything about the San Francisco 49ers, uh, looks at the 49ers and and feels that they are a a head and shoulders above the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's picking them to go out there and win the game. I don't know about head and shoulders. Those are my words, by the way. Uh, I certainly see a 49ers team that has more talent I think they're deeper. They have more weapons offensively when it comes down to firepower. But uh, there's a Patrick Mahomes guy on the other side. He has uh, some weapons. He has an improving player in Rasheed Rice. Uh, he has Kelsey, which we know. And so we have to see if Patrick Mahomes is going to be the X factor. And we do know the 49ers are full of X factors. Everybody from Deebo, Samuel to Kittle and down the list. So we'll see how these big-name players perform and that includes Brock Purdy. Thank you again to Dieter Kurtenbach for joining us last hour. And about 20 minutes from now, we're going to have a conversation with someone who is an active player in the NFL. Jawan Johnson is going to come through and join us. He's a tight end for the New Orleans Saints. We know this past Saints season did not go the way that they intended it to go. Uh, Jawan is going to come through with his wife. They are very active on Radio Row. They are very active in Las Vegas. Because both he and his wife, well, he is not just an NFL player. He's also a social media influencer. Yes, you've heard that. You heard me correctly. A social media influencer. He and his wife have garnered more than 3 million views. 3 million people have come by, love them, and follow them online. Specifically on TikTok. And they just followed them around. Not too bad. Extra income. Hey, Hickey. You want you want people to follow you around all day? You want to record your whole life? Well, if I find 3 million people following me and I'm
4: getting good, you know, good money from that, possibly I'm in. You you could do it. You want me to hook you up? Sure. I mean, I will say though, uh, my life is not very exciting. So, oh. that may fizzle out pretty fast.
3: Oh, we yeah, sitting here with our, or sitting here with me and me with you for 4 hours, it, you know, they can record that. And then that'd be it. That's the most exciting part of the day. <laughs> Oh well you did talk about that guy taking a leak on the subway yesterday, right? That's
4: true. You know what? That is true. You can get the full New York City experience following me around on the subway. And by Damn. the way, at night too, it's even you know,
3: even crazier. Well, tell after me dark. More. Tell me more, what's going on at night?
4: Well, just you see more of that stuff, you know? More more prevalent, more people acting drunk too, not just homeless people but also now acting, drunk folks. Acting drunk or being drunk? Being drunk. Ah, okay. Drunk folks out there acting as drunk folks do on a Friday night we will say. Oh. That you know what? You're right. You follow me around you just get a lot of bonus video of
3: everyone else around me. That'll be the entertainment. Yeah, well listen, you could put that on uh you could put that on TikTok. We can call it I don't want to say Hickey and Friends because they are not your friends. <laughs> uh, what what could we call it? Hmm. Hickey's Adventures in New Year? I don't know. There
4: yeah, Adventures works. We that, the New York City experience, has seen through Ryan, the lens of Ryan Hickey, and it's probably too long. So we'll,
3: we'll workshop names. We'll 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 work that out. But we can follow you around. I'm I'm gonna ask uh, Jawan and his wife Shannon about just this experience. Like he's an NFL player, and then he goes home to his wife, and and they have a brand new daughter, and they they're making videos. When it comes down to football, it's all about football. You know, he's not you know, participating the same way during the course of the year. But we'll talk to Jawan Johnson uh, from the New Orleans Saints. He and his wife, they'll be here in about 15 minutes. You know, last hour we took a look at the NFL honors and the award show that went on last night. Uh, We saw Lamar Jackson walk away with another MVP. uh, To a surprise, a surprise to me, I should say, uh, Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year over T.J. Watt. And then another Brown surprised the living hell out of me as Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year over Demar Hamlin. But that's not the only or only individuals who were honored or will be honored because last night we also learned who is going into Canton. We also learned the next class that is going into the Hall of Fame. Listen to these names. And by the way, if you're not familiar The selection committee to select who goes into Canton, it's pretty much 50 members of the media uh, from every single NFL market that is represented or there's a representative from every single NFL market. And basically you get 50 media dudes. uh, They think they're smarter than everybody, not me. And they figure out who goes into Canton. This year's class, Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers, that fast, Devin Hester, The beat-em-up wide receiver, Andre Johnson, and then someone who decided, you know, I don't need to get my ass beat on this football field. I'm getting out of here. Patrick Willis, a 49ers legend, albeit having a short career. I don't think he played more than seven or eight years. He is one of the best linebackers that you will ever see play. Prototypical linebacker. You know, if I play football, I would not want to be anywhere near that man because he tackled everything that moved. And then we also had some uh, additional names who were thrown in as senior inductives. Steve McMichael, yeah, from the Chicago Bears, he's going in to the Hall of Fame. And Randy Grandishar, who used to knock people silly for the Denver Broncos, he is also going into the Hall of Fame. And everybody is well within their right, given their stats, their numbers, their accolades. I think we've reached a point in time you only, you only have to be out of the NFL for five years. So looking at someone like Andre Johnson, who was a bully of a wide receiver for Houston, unfortunately, most of the time that he was there, the Texans stunk. He's only 42 years old. He's only 42. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Dwight Freeney going into the Hall of Fame. No shock or surprise. One time he led the league in sacks. A Julius Peppers. Went out there and uh, eviscerated everybody for Caroline. Unfortunately, they were a bad team the majority of the time he was there, too. Uh, Devin Hester, always a threat to run it back. One of the greatest special teams, uh, talents that the NFL has ever seen. And you know what? Let's, let's show love and let's listen to some of these individuals. And then I got to tell you about someone, unfortunately, who did not make it. Let's listen. about a matter of fact, Devin Hester. He talked to WGN-TV out in Chicago. He's like, man, I never thought I'd make the Hall of Fame. This is not only the dream. This is something that I felt as a kid was impossible. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought about me being a Hall of Fame. That was just too much of an escalating out of the picture. You know what I mean? It's just like something that you... It's like hitting the lotto. You know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like right now, you know what I mean. This it's is lotto, like, right? really, like, like what's the odds in of you guys hitting the lotto? You know what I mean. And this is really like for me as a, as a as a football player, and this is what I grew up in, I loved, and I love. Not everything I did in my life was football, and to to be at uh, to get this accomplishment uh, and this award—that's the highest award that any anybody can get on the national football level. This is the highest award that any football player can get. There's no more awards after right. this. There's nothing else I can achieve. You know what I mean? It's a, to be able to have this award, man, it's, it's, a, it's a cherry on top. Yeah, he is the only return specialist, strict return specialist, to, to make the Hall of Fame. He has more kick return touchdowns, punts and kickoffs included, that, that we've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, his team didn't win the Super Bowl. It was an Indianapolis Colts team that actually beat him. And how about that? The guy who was on that opposing team, his name was Dwight Freeney. He spoke to Wish TV and Dwight Freeney, he said, making the Hall of Fame the ultimate honor. I have a hard time coming up with the right words to really describe it. It's, it's, it's just you're honored, you know, it's just you, you feel so grateful. You know, uh, for those who paved the way before before you, all those people who helped me along the way, this is not something that's just for me. You know, this is
1: for, you know, everybody, the community, the tribe that helped me and pushed me
3: all these years. Um, it, it means the world to me. I know it means the world to them, and I know it means the world to the Coast fans. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I, I would say it means more to him than the fans, but damn it. Congratulations to Dwight Freeney. The other defensive end, Julius Peppers' basketball big. Julius Peppers is going into the Hall of Fame, and it didn't take long for the Carolina Panthers to put together a video hyping this man up. Listen to this.
5: He's a, he's a freak of nature. I mean, where, where do you start with Julius.
6: He
7: came in here, highly touted, North Carolina kid.
6: Size, speed, athleticism. He was just almost superhuman-like. There's heavy rush, little we'll screen. Oh,
4: picked
6: off! Peppers, he will score! back in the pocket. Yeah. here. Picked off! It's peppers.
7: You know, it's
2: once in a generation that you see a guy like that.
4: His speed and his size and his strength probably forever will be unmatched.
2: Can you properly tell the story of the Carolina Panthers without
5: mentioning Julius Peppers? No, absolutely not. I was happy to be back here. I was happy to come home and I was happy to finish it out here where I should have been the Listen, whole time.
3: Julius Peppers, I, I wasn't joking when I said he was basketball big. This dude was six foot seven. I mean, I, I've been around a lot of NFL players. I've walked around my share of pregame, post-game, during the game. The defensive ends and the linemen, the offensive linemen, just everybody on the interior. These are some of the biggest human beings you will ever see in your life. And him, at 6'7", he made the biggest of dudes look tiny because he wasn't a 6'7'' basketball player. He was 6'7'' with a defensive ends build. Julius Peppers was a freak. This man was playing power forward when he was in high school. What are we talking about here? He was a beast. But you want to know someone who didn't make the cut for the Hall of Fame? I I, I cannot understand this for the life of me. I really don't. Antonio Gates did not make the Hall of Fame. There are a lot of folks who are upset. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm upset. And we've seen some great tight ends here more recently in the NFL. Some great tight ends. Obviously, this Sunday, we'll see Travis Kelsey. We'll see George Kittle. Uh, We have seen Rob Gronkowski. We have seen Tony Gonzalez. This is over the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Antonio Gates was right there with them all, if you ask me. You know, they're, they're tight ends that when the ball is snapped, You go, oh, how the hell is this guy open? And, oh, yeah, by the way, nobody can tackle him. And then also, and a lot of attention isn't paid to this, he's blocking the living hell out of somebody, keeping them away from the ball. And so Antonio Gates, he actually talked in November. He was with TMZ. He says he definitely thought that he was going to make the Hall of Fame. This is from back in November.
6: Oh, yeah. You, know, you you just never, yeah. you, know, you never want to have the thought process that you can't get in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is <laughs> I it? guess the mental part of it is that in order for you to be the best, you got to think you're the best. Uh-huh. So, you know, I always, since forever, I always thought I was I was 14 years old. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like mentally I want to, I belong in there. I you know what it. I mean? But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to let it play the way it plays out. You can control what you can control. So, um, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes?
3: Well, we saw how it went. He's not in the Hall of Fame. And sure, he don't got to be first ballot. Antonio Gates might get in next year. But how could he not? The man played from 2003 to 2018. Anytime the ball went his damn way, somehow, way, as big as he was, six foot four, he played basketball too, by the way. It's like, damn, Antonio Gates is free in the middle of the field. He's the biggest eligible receiver out there, and nobody could stop him. It's like, how's he open? He was open, he caught the ball, and then nobody could bring him down. Antonio Gates scored more touchdowns than any tight end in NFL history. He ranks third all-time in receptions when it comes down to tight ends and also yards. Without a shadow of a doubt, Antonio Gates, and he knows this, and he started to make the rounds uh, today. He's in Las Vegas. He made the rounds at Meteor Row, Radio Row, whatever the hell they call it now. And he just said, yeah, I, I don't know what more I could have done. He's not first ballot. It don't matter. First ballot, second ballot, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. The man is a Hall of Famer. The man is one of the best tight ends that we have ever seen or had here in the NFL. And, yeah, sure, the Chargers never had the ultimate success. He never had the ultimate success running around out there with Phillip Rivers. But he was a beast. He started playing the game late. Eight-time Pro Bowler. He's up there in the stats. I have no idea what any of these writers were thinking. In order to get in, you have to have 80% or more of the vote. And when you got about 100 writers, you know, how you didn't have all 100, you know, or or votes, just say, hey, let's go ahead and put them in. I I have no idea. None. How he didn't get 100 percent of the vote, I should say, I have no idea. Certain things just make no sense. And in a lot of cases, I feel some of the writers get they get a little too smart. They get a little too cute. They think too highly of themselves uh, I told you I thought DeMar Hamlin winning comeback player of the year was a slam dunk because the guy died and came back. That's, that's a hell of a comeback now, isn't it? Antonio Gates not being first ballot, like that is, that is robbery. That really is. How anyone couldn't just say, yes, Hall of Fame is, is beyond me. And it's not like he was one of these jackass players. Antonio Gates was a gentleman throughout the course of his career. Yes, the NFL is a violent game. It gives, it takes, it does a whole lot more taking. But Antonio Gates was a Hall of Fame player and a Hall of Fame person. This one, this one is wrong. And when he gets in, I hope he stands up on that stage and tells him, but he's too classy for that. It's the JR Sport V Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 For CBS. We're going to take a break. And speaking of tight ends, we're going to talk to a current tight end in the NFL. He plays for the New Orleans Saints. His name is Jawan Johnson. Jawan is going to join us with his lovely wife, Shannon. And when he's not playing in the NFL, he's home with his wife and their brand new baby girl. And they're doing all types of wonderful things on TikTok. Uh, We're going to get his thoughts on the game. We're going to find out how they make this all work. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Saints tight end, Jawan Johnson, joining us on the other side. Don't move.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering
3: from your couch easy.
6: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
3: It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, We're only days away from the big game. And right now we got to check in with some folks in Vegas who are going to tell us about the game, tell us about their life, give us all that insight. It's New Orleans Saints tight end Jawan Johnson, his lovely wife Shannon. How are you all doing? Oh, man. Well.
0: oh
7: blessed,
3: man. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. How's the vibe out in Las Vegas right now?
0: crazy. It's insane out here, honestly.
3: It's
5: great. It's uh, a little chilly, but it's just you know, nothing different than any other place in America right now.
0: Vibes are great, though. Vibes that's, are amazing.
3: That's good. What have y'all had a chance to experience? And, and we're going to get into, I, I feel like, well, well, at least you, Juwan. I feel like you live a double life, but we're going to get into that in a bit. <laughs> what have y'all experienced so far this week in Vegas? Yeah, I mean, we've experienced a lot. I mean, we've uh, hung out with a lot of uh, other content creators, which has been
5: great. Got to uh, meet up with them to talk to them. Uh, we also got to uh, hang around my wife for a little bit. We got to chill for a little bit, but we also got to um, uh, be with some uh, some students who are able to you know talk to them and talk to them about social media, talk to them about football and just the way of uh, just how sports
3: is. And so that was great it was with my wife and we had a great time. It's That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, well Jawan, you, you talk about, uh, you know, social media, et cetera, and you are a tight end for the Saints and, and Shan. I know you're at home. Congratulations on the addition to your family months ago. Congratulations there. Thank you.
0: Thank you. She's seven months old, as of yesterday.
3: Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> well, well. how did you guys get involved? Fill us in, Shan. How did you guys get involved in, in TikTok? Millions and millions of people viewing and watching. How did that come about?
0: I mean, 2020, everyone was doing nothing, just chilling. And everyone hopped on the TikTok bandwagon. We were like, honestly, let's just try it out. See, like we were just bored having a good time. And sure enough, um, a video went viral and the rest is history. Um, it kind of became our niche because it was a video about him having a girlfriend during the fall season and like everyone loved it. They ate it up. So we just kept running with that. And here we are.
3: Well, that's beautiful. Well, Jawan, h- how do you balance everything that you have to do in the NFL with the Saints yeah. versus what you do at home? Does it feel yeah. like you're doing double work? How does yeah. this how do you balance yeah. all of this? Well, yeah. I mean, well, you're always gonna have work. I feel like you know when you're
5: in football, you know that's work. But when you come home to a marriage, I mean, marriage is also work as well. So, you know, learning how to balance uh, everything and learning how to balance, you know, being a dad, being a, you know, being a husband, and also being you know a content creator. Um, during the season, I'm I'm less in the scene, uh, as people know, like. I'm in a video here, too, but then for the rest of the time, I'm just in football mode. You go to
0: MIA on the internet whenever football season's I around.
5: I do. But when, now it's great. Now it's great. Now I get to you know, show my face a little bit more. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while, but uh, it's great. Just learning like how to balance and have boundaries, I think that was the biggest thing.
3: Jawan and Shannon Johnson are joining us. The JR Sportby Show on CBS Sports Radio. How is that for you, Shan? When you think about the work that you do at home, you think about yeah. the little girl that you have, you think about an online growing business. How do you balance that out as well?
0: It's tough. It's really hard when you work from home and you do something you love so much. And it's kind of like, my job is to show people my life. Yeah. So it's hard to shut it off sometimes, which we are working on. Juwan's really good at that. Yeah. Um, I'm like, let's record everything we do. If we do something fun and cool, I'm like, well, we might as well record it and show it right. but but... That's just where it's hard to yes. to figure out when to, like, shut it off. But it's so much fun. I love doing it. So it's yeah. like it doesn't even feel like a job to me. Oh,
3: well, Jawan, we we know you know all about hard work, making the league undrafted, working your way mm-hmm. up, transitioning a positions, wide receiver to tight end. The Saints season ain't go the way people wanted it to go. For, for you moving forward and, and, and wherever you go, what yeah. are your thoughts on, on what you need to continue to do, man? Yeah. Um, honestly, just it's it's always me versus me.
5: You know, I try not to have it in a way where I'm always comparing myself or seeing what other guys are doing because you know those are those are guys who worked hard as well. So I can't take that away from them. I can't take the things from guys that are on our team. I feel like the most content that I can be is you know doing what I feel good doing and you know working hard. And if something doesn't go well, I know I'm have another opportunity to do it again. So. Um, just more so it's not about everybody else. It's more about me and just going forward and just playing the ball. I can play because I know I'm a really good player.
3: Oh, Shan, for you as well. I know this entire experience is just it's more and more and more. What are you taking in from from being out in Vegas, the first Super Bowl? We've seen so much more empowerment uh, for women, especially in the NFL. Uh, How are you approaching this current situation?
0: I'm loving it. It's so nice that I feel like the women involved in the NFL are getting so much more attention than ever before mm-hmm. I felt like there's always been a stereotype around the women or the girls who are married to or dating the athlete and it's just it's all wrong and I feel like we're really just pushing to like give us the attention we deserve and it's going in such a great way and honestly I feel like this year is the year where the girls matter a little guys I'm not gonna lie so like it's here I'm here for it it's amazing
3: Jawan and Shannon Johnson here with us. The JR Sportby show on CBS Sports Radio. When you think about the big game coming up, I know you're a tight end. We got some big name tight ends that are going to be playing in this game with with Kelsey and Kittle. When you sit down and watch the game, Jawan, what do you look for specifically? What do you hone in on?
5: Yeah, um, well, I always look at the front seven. I mean, that's kind of like how I change. Like going to tight end, you always look at the front seven now. I always was used to looking at the quarterback, the receiver and looking at what they're doing. But the front seven is really what matters. And so um, just looking at that, seeing how aggressive they're playing, seeing how physical, how much fun they're having. And you really see how the game develops and see how, you know, they get worn down and see if they uh, sustained, you know, the energy they had in the first quarter. So uh, you always look at little things like that, and that's not what many people see. Many people look at the game and see the big thing in their eyes. Get big. They don't know what to focus on. And that's what Shannon, she probably don't know. what she looking at? She's like, wearing put some a ball. <laughs> food at? I'm going to go with
0: a snack,
1: BRB.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, man, I think it's a, yeah, I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be interesting. I'm so excited
3: for Travis and, uh, and George to do that thing out there. Is there any team that, that you both are kind of leaning towards? Can we get some predictions from both of you guys? I, I have no
5: idea. Honestly, I haven't sat back and really thought about like, dang, who do I? Think it's going to win? I have I have no idea.
0: Definitely I'm not the one to ask.
5: And so. She know, she don't know. She don't know.
0: We'll see. It's going to be a crazy I don't think game she I knows that. She, I don't
3: think you know who's playing.
0: The Chiefs and the 49ers.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's just <laughs> plastered all, it's plastered all over yeah. every building. I I would have hope by now yeah. you have seen it. <laughs> I know. Oh, I would hope so Jawan and Shannon Johnson are here with us. What else are you guys working on? You're at the Super Bowl. you play in the league. y'all have a family. What are some yeah. other things that you're currently into that you can share with everyone?
0: We're out here um today, partnering up with Total by Horizon. We're really excited about it. They have their new commercial coming out. Yeah. um it's a prepaid um plan, so it's really cool. You can get obviously wireless or internet.
5: Yeah. Um,
0: but the commercial is going to come out on Univision. so we're excited to promote that and,
5: yeah, it's gonna, yeah. gonna be super dope. Gonna it, to it. It's gonna be super dope because they're gonna have a little suave mente twist to it. It's gonna be really good. I think it's gonna be nice because I'm a big fan of like you know Latin music. You know, mm-hmm. I'm you know she's she's a Latina, so I, I like we a little Latin, to... I
3: like a little Latin music. You know, suave. what do you know? You what did you learn about suave mente? From...
5: Me. I'm not, I know I got the okay. mood. I got suave mente. Okay, suavemente. okay. Suavemente. you're
0: gonna have to check out our TikTok to yeah, get no the little twist on it from yeah. us. That's but they're incredible. also they're also doing a little thing with car washes here, where the ride rideshare yeah. drivers are gonna get, they get their cleaned up. I know, so but it's cool. We're here up. for it.
3: Well, yes. I mean, out in Vegas, you pick up the wrong person at the wrong time uh, <laughs> a night. You you might need the inside. You might your need whip.
0: to clean every morning. Yeah, you might.
3: Yeah. you, you, you <laughs> might. You might. might where can people? Where can people follow you guys as y'all continue to grow in the league, online, and and everywhere? Fill us in.
5: Yeah, we're
0: Joe and Shan on TikTok.
3: Joe and Shan on TikTok. Um. Honestly, we're, uh, it's Juwan
5: yeah. on Instagram and Shannon yeah. Johnson yeah. on Instagram. And uh, that's where you can find us. I mean, we're everywhere. It's always either Juwan or, or Juwan or
3: Shannon. Yeah. Appreciate you guys taking the time to hop on. Enjoy the rest of Vegas. And we'll be following you all online and you on the football field. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks
2: so, so much. Have you, a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
6: You're listening to the JR
3: Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I I got a joke about that, but I'm—I might as well. Hey, Hickey, that's—I like Mark, but that's the guy that's not going in the Hall of Fame now, is he? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say no. Maybe the Jets, though, Hall of Fame with Mark Sanchez bad
4: quarterback play they've had.
3: Oh, the Hall of Shame for the New York Jets. The Hall of Shame works. He could go into the Hall of Shame. I mean, what was he? He got what was it the butt fumble? Yep. It was the hot dog on the sidelines, and I believe Rex Ryan's wife at one point. Look at me, I'm disrespectful now. Look at me. Rex 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 Ryan's wife had a tattoo of Mark Sanchez. Do you remember that? Was it was it his wife or was it Rex? No, it was the wife. Oh, geez.
4: That's okay. That's weird, right? I, I was going to, it's weird enough if Rex did it. Yeah, his wife doing that is 10 times weirder. Yeah, why? So if the, you are Rex, like, those has guys some questions? Like, honey, what are you doing? Is this a message, you know?
3: Why do you have my, uh, ah, you know, okay, here we go. So this is where it's it's weird. It is on Rex, but I don't know if it makes it any better. Or was on Rex, right? He had his wife tattooed on him in a Mark Sanchez jersey, the number 6. Ah. Uh, does that make it better? Yeah, a little bit, right? A little bit. Still weird?
4: Um I think that's around the time we learned about the foot fetish, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, they you know. were hanging
3: out in the parking lot making How did those videos get out? How? Great question. How? How, how does This is like 2009, 2010, 2011. I know social media, it existed. It's not what it is today. How the hell? It, uh, he's, he's walked there role playing in a parking lot with her feet hanging out the window. Like, who, who got a hold of this? Anyway, I know it's Friday, but this conversation is even a little, little too dirty uh, for me. We're going to talk about the New York Jets in a minute uh, because their own owner, their own owner, the New York Jets owner, uh, Woody Johnson, decided, decided to take a crap on his own team last night on the NFL Honors uh, red carpet. I want you to thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. You can get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Thank you so much to Jawan Johnson of the New Orleans Saints and his wife Shannon for joining us in the last break. Uh, to open up this hour, we, we talked about the NFL and its Hall of Fame announcement. Uh, we have Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, and Patrick Willis, who are going to be joining this year's class and then voted in as senior inductees. Steve Mongo, McMichael, and Randy Gratishar. They are going into the Hall of Fame. Antonio Gates not going into the Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. And for someone who sits top one, two or three in just about every a statistical category uh, for a tight end, just shocking that he did not make the cut. I assume that he will, quote unquote, make the cut next year. 855 Let's talk to Ogie. Ogie calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. You on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Ogie?
7: Hey man, it's actually Augie.
3: No big deal. But um
7: hey I love your take on Antonio Gates. I mean there's no reason he shouldn't be nominated at the very least. But I wanted to get your opinion. Uh I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska and so I'm kind of a little bit of a homer. Uh what do you think about Roger Craig and um, former Husker Jay Foreman's dad, Chuck, never being
3: uh, actually well, – hold, well, hold, hold on. What's okay. your name again? Ogie or Ogie? Which one is it? Ogie. Ogie. What are you doing, augie You chopping wood? What are you – you sound distracted. Uh, I'm driving home.
7: Uh, let me pull over, man. Um, okay. We'll drive, no. uh,
3: Drive, I, dr- drive safe. I'm going to respond to you, okay? Hey, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm pulling over. Um, okay. No. All right. Well, let me answer you, Augie. Hey, Ryan, what's his name? Oogie Oogie? Which one is uh, it? Augie. Oogie? <laughs> <laughs> Oogie Augie. Googly Moogly? Great Googly Moogly. Uh, there's a song called Great Googly Moogly. If I said what comes after it, I'd get fired. Hey, Augie, Auggie, <laughs> you don't know about what? Are you laughing? You don't know that song?
7: No, I don't. But you, li- you, you don't listen to Three Sixty. I'll admit movies, it. Do you? No, no. Okay, I let,
3: don't. let me let I'm... me answer. Let me answer your question. Okay. Roger Roger Craig, as we all know, he also did not make it into the Hall of Fame, and it's it's an omission, you know. And why I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, I, I don't have an answer because I'm not one of the fifty dudes who sits around and votes every year. I think it has a lot to do. I don't want to call it with, uh, or call it Brock Purdy uh, syndrome, but I think it's. I think it's really a matter of people taking a look at all the talent that was surrounding him on the offense, and it's like, hey, who's who's bigger? Is is it Roger Craig or is it Jerry Rice? Is it is it I don't know Joe Montana? It's it's easy to get kind of lost in the shuffle, and I know Roger Craig, and I talk about it. Quite frequently. I'm surprised we don't have it some more nowadays. Uh, 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards on the ground.
7: Yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up. I I, don't want to interrupt you.
3: Yeah, no, we see that. We've seen it with Christian McCaffrey. We saw it with Marshall Falk. But he was the first. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. But I think the fact is, A, what I told you about maybe being overshadowed by some of the historical greats. And then I think maybe with the totality of his career, yeah, he got some MVP votes. And, yeah, he was, you know, at the top of the offensive charts. I I don't know, man. I guess it was, A, being overshadowed. And in some of his years towards the end and the beginning, you know, they, they, they weren't ridiculously dominant. And I think maybe that's why he hasn't gotten in. But I think sooner than later, I think he will. I think it's only a matter of time.
7: Okay, uh, what's your thoughts on Chuck? I mean, Chuck Foreman seems like a no-brainer to me. I mean...
3: Well, Chuck, was, Foreman, Chuck Foreman goes by, before my time. I can definitely give you much more on Roger Craig. I was a okay. baby and had to hear about him my entire life. But, Chuck, I, I, can, I can share less because I was not alive in the 70s.
7: <laughs> well uh unfortunately i was and no oh, i mean I, th- I think chuck's just been underrated too and i just wanted to hear your thoughts and i appreciate it i love the show man Thank um
3: you. aggie right yeah yeah we're great well listen don't ever say unfortunately you were alive in the 70s because that that implies that you shouldn't be <laughs> here now don't do that
7: <laughs> yeah, every, every day's a blessing, man. Right, every take, day's a blessing.
3: Take take it that way. Thank you uh aggie right? aggie Yes. Okay, drive safe, all right?
7: All right. I am right. bowled over and I'm two blocks away from home, so right, I'm good.
3: You blocks in Lincoln, Nebraska? Uh yeah, you know,
7: they're, you know, quarter mile long, but uh, so they call them blocks. Yeah, I was hey. going to say, it's
3: like 40 <laughs> minutes to get home, two blocks away. All right, man, be hey. safe. <laughs> All right. All right, take Thank care. you, bro. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was, a, that was a nice call, wasn't that? Hickey's nice. That was started off. I thought it was going to get a little contentious
4: after the Ogie, Ogie
5: <laughs>
3: mix-up, I guess I you want to say. I got, my name is two initials. I mean. I, Hard I, to screw that up. I've never, I've never seen. Have you seen this guy's name before? No, I think mean,
4: it's part of the reason why I led you down the wrong path. By uh, <laughs> I probably spelled it incorrectly. No, how many different
3: ways you're going to spell that? I mean, just maybe with an know. A. I don't, I don't know. Aggie, uh O H O A H. Anyway, shout outs to uh, to Auggie. I, I have no idea why Roger Craig uh, is not in the Hall of Fame. I can only give you the the two reasons why I don't think he's in. Uh, overshadowed by some of the larger more well-known talent that the 49ers had and then on the other end outside of of that I think you look at the beginning and end of his career see I don't want to say it's easier for a lot of running backs but even if you dominate for a, a short amount of time you can get in I think more recently we saw that with someone like TD Terrell Davis people looked at Terrell Davis and said hey how the hell are you getting into the Hall of Fame and and, and you, you basically got shot out of a cannon and then your knees got shot and that was all you wrote. Well, I mean, the, the, the man was a beast on those two seasons that they, they ended up going to the Super Bowl and winning and MVPs and Super Bowl MVPs and 2,000-yard rushing seasons. It's, it's hard to, to think about impact. I got to tell you this. If we're going to look forward, I can look at somebody like Eli Manning. You know, people and this is gonna be a fun debate. How long is how many times are we gonna have this conversation, Hickey? Like uh I don't know. A bunch of times a year when it comes down to Eli. Eli Phillip
4: Rivers. Um, I think we'll have
3: this conversation quite often. Yeah, folks are gonna look at like it's it's different. See, there's no there's no benchmark. It's real easy to to just look at stats. So I mentioned Terrell Davis, you wanna think about another running back. You can put Gale Sayers in the in the same space for what he did in a short burst with the Chicago Bears. And then for the quarterbacks that we just talked about, someone like Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers, you can go, oh, well, they played forever. Well, I think one differentiating factor is, yeah, Phillip Rivers got a lot of stats. He got a lot of numbers. And Eli Manning's numbers are, are rather average in the regular season, pedestrian. But then he's he takes his game to another level in the postseason. So – I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all. We got a linebacker and Patrick Willis who's going in. He balled out, balled out of control for seven years at the linebacker position. This man is going into the Hall of Fame. And so it's not one-size-fits-all. Why Roger Craig is in or is not in, I have no clue. It's a a little bit tougher to discern. I mean, we can look at, at baseball and say, I know why Roger Clemens isn't in. I know why Alex Rodriguez is not in. You know, people would look at you and go, well, how, David Ortiz, why is he in? And it gets, it gets real dicey. in football, I, I got no clue. I can't help you. I'm just going to get ahead of things right now today for the conversation that will be had many times over the next year. Let me let you in on a secret. Elon Manning is a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning, he should, and maybe they don't, he should get in the Hall of Fame next year. Is it an embarrassment that Antonio Gates did not get in this year? Yeah. Eli Manning. Let's, let's make the bust. And I know they, we've had a lot of funny-looking statues over the years. Thank God Kobe Bryant's statue looks absolutely amazing yesterday. They unveiled it at the Staples Center. I know uh, Ronaldo, global soccer phenomenon. They made a statue of him look pretty goofy, look pretty ridiculous. Eli Manning statue It's going to look goofy by nature. They're, they're not going to have to try. Whatever they do, they can make that one work. I should have my toddler put his face together. Look just like Eli Manning. Anyway. Congratulations to the gentlemen that did get into the Hall of Fame. Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, and Patrick Willis. And why the hell Antonio Gates did not go? I have no idea. That is a damn shame. It really is. It's the JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You know, speaking of, of Hall of Famers, Meteor Row, Las Vegas, there's a lot of folks walking around sharing their opinions. Well, Emmett Smith is someone who typically hits up Media Row and talks. Well, he spoke to Maggie and Perloff. And Emmett Smith took some time to eviscerate some of the Dallas Cowboys' recent choices. Emmett Smith has joined us here on this show many times. He's a good dude. I love talking to Emmett because he's a straight shooter. Well, he aimed right at Mike McCarthy, and I think he might have aimed at Dak Prescott. Emmett holding no punches. We're going to hear from Emmett on the other side. I told you about the Jets owner, Woody Johnson, taking a dump on his team as well. I guess in the offseason, why not? Get all your frustrations out. Get your frustrations out and come back. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture
1: this.